When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Mind Love, episode 26. Today's episode is all about healing past wounds. There are no victims, only volunteers. The only way I could make peace with my past through the rapes, through the abuse, was to realize in some way I chose it. Turn up your frequency with Mind Love. Bite-sized brain hacks for seekers, dreamers, and doers. It's time to give your mind a little love with your host, Melissa Monti. Hey friends, Mind Love is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. I love the layout and you can create playlists and download episodes to play offline. It's honestly my personal favorite and where I listen to all my podcasts. You can still listen to Mind Love wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope you'll give CastBox a try. So today is all about healing past wounds. Some of those wounds might be from childhood, just a few years ago, or even past lives. When something happens to us, especially something traumatic, we tend to replay them in our heads retell them to friends. And the more often we do this, the more we attach to these stories and believe that these things are what make us who we are. But our trauma is not who we are. We have to release it in order to make room for new stories and to really become the person that we want to be. Today we're talking to a shaman. Isabella Stoloff is the founder of Orange County Healing Center, and she helps people to reconnect with the light that's within all of us. She believes in self-empowerment through positive thought and action. She travels the world teaching others to connect with their inner wisdom and even leads spiritual retreats to sacred sites all across the globe. Today, three key things we will learn are how we lose our light and little bits of our soul, how to reclaim our light through soul retrieval, and how to look for signs from the universe that we're on the right path. Before we dive in, I want to invite you to sign up for the Morning Mind Love. You'll get short daily reminders of your own beauty, worth, and power so you can start each day with a positive mindset and keep your vibes up between episodes. To sign up, visit mindlove.com and sign up right there on the homepage. You'll get some amazing free gifts when you do. First, you'll get our exclusive Powerless booklet, which is an awesome free booklet based on proven principles from the most successful people and some of our favorite guests. Plus, you'll get a free guided affirmation meditation set at the Miracle Tone, which is known to help attract love, health, and abundance into your life. The layered affirmations perfectly tune your frequency for personal transformation. So be sure to head to mindlove.com to sign up. Or if you're out and about, just text the word MORNING to 33777. That's MORNING to 33777. And now let's welcome Isabella Stoloff to the show. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Thanks for having me on. Let's start with your story. How did you become a shaman? So I have, I mean, I have a long history and a long story. Um, But if you want like the crux of it, my mom was uh, diagnosed with dementia and had been in a home for about a year and a half and wasn't transitioning. And if she had known then, you know, she would definitely have found a way to cross over (laughs) because my mother was a very famous model and a lovely, lovely person, but quite narcissistic. So if you had told her she'd end her life like that, I could just imagine what she would have been thinking. And she actually came to me etherically and said, get me out of here. And I thought, how can I get you out of there? I can't get myself out of here. (laughs) I'm, I'm stuck in my own life right now. Um, and so because of that, I got a over the phone healing with a woman in Chile and she transitioned within a month. So it was such a life changing experience so quickly that I had to learn more about it, you know, and I had been, now this is going to sound odd, right? Well, I was carrying around my dead husband for 20 years and, um, 
uh, I had the next healing was to extract him. So that's kind of the condensed version of the book that will finally get published one of these days. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, I was raised very eclectic. So I'm lucky in that aspect. I, my mom raised me to believe in past lives, astrology, psychics, the earth, the planet, the fairies, the energy, you know, she just always talked to me about energy. So when she came to me, I, it wasn't a shock. It wasn't like, oh, my mother's visiting me from another realm. It was like, oh, of course you're here right now and you need my help. You know, it was very, it's very interesting. You know, so I've always believed in a power greater than myself and a universal concept and, and positivity and being conscious. But I, I put myself through quite a nightmare for 20 years of my life. You know, I really put myself and now I know why because I'm a shaman. <laughs> <laughs> so when your mom comes to you, what does that look like? Is it a voice? Is it a vision? It was an actual vision with her. It was, I mean, like a lucid dream. If you don't know what lucid dreaming is, audience members, it is when you're sort of half in and half out of sleep. And you sort of, I mean, that's my concept. I'm sure lucid dreamers have a whole other concept. But for me, lucid dreaming is sort of like you're in this world, but you're also in another world. And I physically felt her presence. I mean, I I felt her come to me and, and literally just ask for my help. And I thought, I, I have no idea what, you're, what you want from me. I have no idea how to do that. And then as, you know, time passed, it wasn't instantaneous that I figured it out, but within a couple of months, and I was having a lot of dreams about her, a lot of dreams. But, you know, I I didn't even know what a shaman was. I had to look it up. Like, what, what is a shaman? And I darn sure didn't know about Peruvian shamanism. I, I thought it was only Native Americans that were shamans. Well, Peruvians are Native Americans, right? They're not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's shamans all over the world. There are Russian shamans, Mongolian shamans. Uh, and a shaman is just a conduit between the physical world and spiritual world. And I thought, well, yeah, I, I'm a, I can be a conduit between the physical world and spiritual world. That was 2006. That's probably the best description I've ever heard of of having somebody kind of come in a more spiritual way. People will say something like, oh, it's a vision or a voice. And and I feel like a lot of us that don't have that connection are so bogged down by our own voices and, and our own repeating thought patterns that the idea of even experiencing that seems so far-fetched. But I have had some dreams like that, that you don't always think to listen to or, or feel like it's got any part in reality other than just some weird dream you're having. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then they then they end up being prophetic, right? You end up like, oh wow, I, I dreamed that, or that that actually happened. Or, you know, the thing is, Melissa, is we we are so much more than we think we are. We are so much more than anybody has ever taught us about. We believe that our minds are more powerful than anything, and that's not true. Our heart is. Matter of fact, if the heart start pump, if the heart stops pumping. The mind shuts down. So who's more powerful? <laughs> the mind thinks that it's this, you know, big, powerful thing. And, and, uh, and so I really like to teach people that it's not. And that, you know, your words are spells and your thoughts are things. And you are creating constantly. And your body is an amazing tool. It's amazing. Your body is amazing. It's an amazing energy. It's, it has, it, it, think about it, right? This, I love this. I love this analogy. <clears throat> when you cut your skin, right? What happens? We bleed. Right. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> All right. Let me go to the healing part of it. Your skin grows back automatically. <laughs> okay. I see where you're going with this. <laughs> Bleed. Yes, you do, honey. And sometimes you need stitches, but most of the time your skin will grow back by itself. You tell your skin to grow back. Do you think that you need to tell your skin? No, you just take that as a given. It's just a given. 
you cut your finger, it's going to grow back. The skin's going to come together magically. To me, that's magic. Now, your liver is the fastest regenerating organ in your body. Your skin cells are constantly changing. I mean, there's like so much more going on than what's in our head. <laughs> We're like so consumed with our lives and our head and the moment. And, and when we start like thinking of these concepts, like, oh, my heart's important and my skin grows back automatically and my liver is constantly, you know, it's like we are magic. We're pure magic. But we give our power away to our negative thought patterns. And we are cut off from, in whatever way we're cut off from the other realm, from that unseen world that that makes the flowers grow. That that when a you know a seed is planted, it turns into a tree. It's amazing. We live on an amazing planet. Why are we so cut off from that magic? Oh gosh, honey, there's so many reasons. First thing that comes to mind is war. War cuts us off from the love for one another and mankind, prejudiced, not feeling good enough, eons and eons of patriarch society models, just not being told to trust your inner wisdom, being taught that, you know, pleasing other people is more important than pleasing yourself. Uh, There's so many. So it's like the why of it is not as important as the, how do we move past it? How do we get into the now? How do we become conscious beings in this moment where this moment is the only thing that matters? Okay, so how do we begin to be these conscious beings living in the moment? Ah, great question. Let's talk about some technique, right? I love to teach. I'm a teacher. My very favorite things to teach is blow it in the stone. And you don't even have to have a stone. But I blow the energy out. Because everything is breath and intention. So the first thing that cuts us off from feeling and being in tune with our feeler healer is all this stagnant energy that lives in our vibration or in our energy body. That's a whole other thing that we can talk about. But let's just talk about, okay, I'm feeling anxious. Because a lot of people are feeling anxious today and it's getting worse because of the telephone and all the constant stimulation. So what I say, make a fist and blow. When you blow, it actually clears the issue, clears the energy body, and aligns your spirit. So that's the very first thing is I'm feeling anxious, worried about money, I blow. (sighs) Releasing all no longer serves me, feeling that the angels and guides are around me cleaning up, cleaning up all that dust. And then I align myself with the earth, with the stars. I align myself with myself. And tell myself I'm a good person, all is well, I trust my intuition, and everything's going to be fine. So when we start to do that kind of self-talk, right? when we start to really comfort ourselves, really listen to ourselves, our whole world changes. Ooh, I like this because there's something about having a physical representation or an action that just makes something feel more real to me. So am I also visualizing that which I want to let go while blowing into the fist? No, that's too heady. Well, I've been told that before. <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm I'm very I'm a very grounded spiritual being on this planet. I have to be in order to stay here. So I do as many tangible realistic things as I can. I try very hard not to attach to what, why, when, who I was in a past life, all that. I try to just go, okay, I'm feeling heavy right now. I let that go. I bring in the light. I feel the joy. I shift my consciousness and I move forward in a positive way. I was talking to a really successful multimillionaire entrepreneur and I asked about his past and how he got here. And his response was, the past is the past. I like to focus on the future. And you said you don't like to focus so much on the why or the past lives and things like that. So how do you feel about therapy where a lot of that process is kind of digging up the why and how you were affected in the past? I love therapy. I was in it for years. I just feel that many therapists could learn this technique 
uh, and I do teach doctors and therapists and counselors because the technique of moving the energy along with the telling of the story is so powerful. It's so powerful. Yes, you can sit with me the first half hour. You're talking about your issue, but then the next half hour we're, we're in there moving the energy and we're retrieving, which I call soul retrieval. We're retrieving those lost pieces of ourselves, which then builds our character. So then we can become the people we were always meant to be. And if this is your first time giving your mind a little love, I have a few goodies for you. First, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And second, sign up for the Morning Mind Love. Think of it like a weekday oracle from your highest self to help you start each day with a positive focus. Plus, you'll get two gifts absolutely free, a 30-minute binaural meditation and 30 days of journaling prompts to help you remember who you truly are. So join over 9,000 people and go to mindlove.com to sign up or text the word morning to 33777. We're all here just trying to live our best lives, right? And while you're here listening to a podcast, you might feel like you're on the right track, but then you visit family or you have a work deadline or something unexpected comes up and you're all stressed out and it feels like all the work is out the window. That's why it's so important to consciously curate what you can control, like who you surround yourself with, what you watch, what you listen to. So I'm going to add another podcast to your toolbox, The Dr. John Deloney Show. He has a PhD in counseling and has been sitting with hurting people for 20 years. He shares practical advice for everything from how to connect with people, how to face depression, overcome anxiety, and learn just what it means to be well. But what's really cool about his show is you can even leave a voicemail or send an email and he'll address your topic or question about mental or emotional help on the show. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney show is here for you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on the website. A lot of us have been telling these stories about ourselves and reliving these past stories so often that the idea of being able to release them that quickly seems impossible. Impossible. I know, right? But it works. I mean, go on my Yelp page, look up. <laughs> I did. <laughs> uh, healing center. And I, you know, it blew me away. In the beginning, I did not believe uh, really like I, I, didn't I'm a, what the blonde Orange County shaman from Hollywood that was <laughs> drug addict and had a, a really hard hard life that she then all of a sudden became this spiritual healer and it was really hard for me all of it and uh, I then but I had to trust people right they were getting better they were feeling better they they were looking better I could see it in their physical appearance when they got off the table. So I can't deny the reality of what was happening 10 years ago. Um, I, I couldn't deny the reality of that. And so now I'm like, of course, like, of course, I expect it, <laughs> you know, now I'm like, which, uh, you know, cancel, cancel. I shouldn't have expectations, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting how it, it really does. Now is the issue still there? Not as deeply as it was. Is the story still there? Yes, it's your story. We don't want to take you away from your story. We just don't want you living from the story. So by moving the energy, bringing you back to yourself and allowing you the opportunity to shift your consciousness around the story, then you're like, that was my story and it was a good one. And I chose my parents and I chose my existence so that I could be the person I am today, so that I could be who I am in this beautiful, beautiful moment, honoring all those aspects of my pain and my suffering and everything I ever went through because it made me who I am today. You said that holding on to these past experiences cause us to lose our divine spark. How so? And what do you mean by that? Well, I believe that everything that ever happens to us creates a memory imprint on our light body. Let that sink in for a minute. Be, be audience members, light body. What is she talking about? Okay. So we have a physical body, but we also have an energy body. So if everyone right now, if you're not driving or sitting in your office space, but if you're at home in a comfortable space, your arms out beside you all the way out, extend your arms as far as you can go. And where your fingertips are, 
Raise your hands above your head and move the energy down to the floor. And that's about your energetic field all the way encompassing your energy body. Now bring your hands, not touching, but really close together and feel yourself. Now many of you out there might not feel anything. So if you don't, rub your hands together, get the energy going, blow out and shake your hands off and try again. And the more you concentrate on that warmth, on that energy that you're feeling in your hands, move your hands apart a little, bring your hands together a little, and feel the energy ball that you could actually create. And breathe into that moment of feeling yourself. So back to Everything that's ever happened to us creates a memory imprint on our light body. So this energetic field around you gets imprinted from trauma, from you being a small child and somebody yelling at you. It gets imprinted. And what happens sometimes if the trauma is deep or even if you're a tiny thing and some big person is yelling at you, you will flip out of yourself. So it's kind of like a little uh, piece of your light gets, I call them fragmented soul pieces, but it's really just like a little piece of your light pops out. And then sometimes you get stuck in that scene. You get stuck in time. And so what happens is you relive that scene over and over and over again, and you try to work it out at the level of the mind, but you can't. You can't work that out at the level of the mind. You need a skilled professional that knows about energy to help you move that energy out and then bring that piece of you back. Now, I know it's very etheric and it seems very out there, but I've actually started to get a little scientific proof. I, I was at the Conscious Life Expo and uh, they do aura pictures. Have you ever had that done where you had your aura photographed? No, but now that's all I want. Right? Okay. So this guy came to me. I do little mini healings and I'd done a healing for him. And he came back to me with his brother with this photograph. And so his brother needed a lot more than I could do in a few minutes, but I did what I could in my little 15 minute thing. And then the brother showed me the picture of his aura. And in the aura, there was an entity and a cord. So there was something in the auric field that didn't belong to him. And I then went to work and do what I do, and I cleared him. And I then said, we have to get another photograph. We have to go back. I will pay for it. Let's get another aura photo because I know that's going to be gone. And sure enough, that energy had moved out of his auric field, and it was clear. So I do believe that one day I'll have more scientific proof other than just me and what I do. I really believe that too. I feel like we kind of took a weird trajectory. Like we had a lot of things figured out in ancient times, like Ayurveda and Chinese medicine and intuition. But it's almost as though the more technology that came about, the more people, especially in the West, started viewing things as woo-woo or unrealistic or too spiritual. But now it seems that our technology is starting to prove the ancient philosophies like the mind-body connection and, as you said, auric fields. So that's super exciting to me. Right, right, right. And now you have to go back into the olden days, right, when this was happening and witches were being burned at the stake or people were afraid of the gypsies or they said it was witchcraft or voodoo or woo-woo or whatever. You know what I mean? So because of that, that really scared people when people could see or speak in tongues or could heal people magically. People were afraid of magic. So I'm very much about teaching people to not be afraid and to really own it, own their own magic, see what a magical being they could be. The other thing I get is orb photos. So I do a lot of fire ceremonies at the Orange County Healing Center and types of things like talks and things, whatnot. So I get these photographs. Now, I've actually photographed a fairy and I've actually photographed a serpent that had kundalini uh, if anyone out there knows what the Kundalini serpent looks like, but it's the Kundalini serpent and the chakras are very bright inside this orb and it's a snake and they are very, very clear. 
I did a goddess ceremony one time. It looked like there was a whole other planet in my backyard. It's unbelievable the kinds of photographs that are proof. And I know that some people might be listening right now and thinking, this is too far out for me. I thought I was just going to listen to a show on shifting my consciousness and being more mindful and meditating. But you tuned in, so there must be a part of yourself or a part of your spirit that's ready to hear this. I always say, highest and best good, no harm to anyone. If you're living your life from a heart-centered space, if you're keeping your thoughts clean and you know, positive and uplifting and you're doing your best to be a good person on the planet, I believe that there's nothing bad that can happen to you, that only goodness can come to you. Now, you may be struggling and you may be clearing out old past life karma, but look at that struggle and that challenge as a gift. And when we look at our struggles and challenges as making us who we are today, and looking at it as a gift from God, or whatever it is you believe in, or even if you don't believe in anything, believe in yourself, it's just a gift, then I really believe you become more conscious and more in the moment. I've been talking about that a lot, just shifting the way you view your struggles and think of them as more of challenges or something that you've called into your life to level up your character or to go deeper into your consciousness, starting to look at life as a game. I've always said that life is like a video game and you've got to level up your character and level seven might be really hard, but you have to beat King Koopa to go to the next level. And so right now, audience members, if those of you that are feeling this, what she's talking about, what I just spoke of, take a deep breath in. And now for another episode of Lies We've Been Told About Our Health. We've all heard we need eight glasses of water a day, right? Well, hydration isn't actually about water intake. It's about the balance of water and electrolytes so that our bodies are actually absorbing the water instead of just passing it through. A lot of people go for those sugary sports drinks, but let's be real, those do more harm than good. I've found a better solution. Element. It's a zero-sugar electrolyte drink that's all about effective hydration. Each pack gives you essential electrolytes like sodium and potassium without the unnecessary additives found in other drinks. The team behind Element includes experts in biochemistry and nutrition, so they really know what they're doing. And it's not just for everyday use either. Elite athletes and teams, Olympic weightlifters, CrossFit champions, Navy SEALs, all rely on it too, which to me says a lot about its effectiveness. Here's what makes them really unique. They recently launched a hot chocolate line with flavors like chocolate mint, chocolate chai, and chocolate raspberry. Ever since I went alcohol-free, I've been really intentional about luxurious, health-focused drinks so I can sit back and unwind while actually doing good for my body. And the Element Chocolate Chai is great for relaxing in the evening or warming up after winter sports. And you can try Element totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you'll get your money back, no questions asked. Receive a free Element sample pack with any order when you purchase through drinkelement.com slash mindlove. That's drinklmnt.com slash mindlove to get a free starter pack with any order. I'm constantly sharing with my clients to stop searching in life and instead start aligning. It's true with purpose, with relationships, with higher versions of yourself, and it's also true for hiring. The best way to search is actually just to match with Indeed. Indeed is your one-stop hiring platform with millions of job seekers visiting every month, and their powerful matching engine helps you find quality candidates fast. Plus, Indeed lets you schedule interviews, screen applicants, and message candidates all in one place. But Indeed isn't just about speed. They also deliver quality. According to a recent Indeed survey, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. I love Indeed because it makes hiring so much easier. I'm all about alignment in all areas of my life, and that includes people I hire to work in my business. So I need a hiring partner that makes it simple to find candidates with the right skills. And that's Indeed. And what's really cool is Indeed's matching engine gets smarter the more you use it, learning from your preferences and over 140 million qualifications. Plus, I love that I can do all my hiring in one place. It's just one less thing to keep track of between 
all of the other things. So join over 3.5 million businesses worldwide who rely on Indeed to find great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash mindlove. Just go to Indeed.com slash mindlove right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash mindlove. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Make a fist and blow it out of you. Blow out that heaviness. And that leads me right into the good vibes cards that uh, we were talking about earlier. So my daughter and I made this beautiful deck of cards that are positive affirmations and a lesson book. It's really like a lesson book. And every card in it is positive, but very etheric. So you have to wrap your head around some of the concepts. But since we're talking about this for people who may be struggling out there or wanting to shift their consciousness and they just don't know how to look at this issue or challenge as a gift, I'm going to do a little reading now. And everything happens. There's no such thing as time. One of my cards says there's no such thing as time. So any healing or reading that we do today will be there for eternity. It is remember who you are even when the weight of the world seems endless. So remember who you are, even when the weight of the world seems endless. And now I'm looking through the little booklet. Remember who you are, even when the weight of the world seems endless. Sometimes life is heavy and the challenges seem endless. When you focus on all the things that need to change, you become overwhelmed and are unable to move forward. Remember, God never gives you more than you can handle. Perhaps it is your perception that needs to shift. And then there'll be three steps. Make a list of the issues you are facing. Create a fire ceremony. Burn or bury the writing and release the old energy. Shift your focus and ask yourself what would bring you the most joy. Affirmation, I create joyful moments in my life. So you've given us some physical representations like blowing into our fist or burning paper. But when we're trying to release some of these negative thought patterns or old stories that we've told about ourselves, what do we do if we just can't seem to shake them? What do we do if we have a hard time finding that stillness and we just keep hearing the same looping thoughts? When you sit down to meditate, really watch your thoughts. It's not like they're going to go anywhere, but you can release them by watching them, not judging them not attaching to them and letting them just pass through you. So what happens with a thought is we hear it and then we attach to it and then we get into 50 million different thoughts, right? So you're sitting there and you're trying to meditate and then one thought comes in and then all of a sudden you've got 50 million different thoughts that just came in behind it. So instead, if you could just let that thought pass through you or just try to create space in between each thought by listening to your breath, by blowing by humming. Humming works really well as well, listening to the sound of your own voice. But just really creating that space in your mind is a great way to start. I want to go back to something that you said almost in passing, but I'm sure a few listeners picked up on it and are like, wait, what? You said you were carrying around the energy of your dead husband. <laughs> I'm sure that there's a lot I've said. Can we replay that again? Because I'm not getting it, but that's okay because I didn't get it either. <laughs> Well, episode eight of this podcast actually had a ton of stories of the spiritual realm, and it is still one of my most listened to episodes, so I know my listeners are intrigued by things like this. But you're carrying around the energy of your dead husband, so how did it get there? How did you know? So many questions. So I'll give you a little history. I uh, had semi-famous parents. My father was a film director, writer, producer, my mother was a supermodel before there was such a thing. And I just wanted to leave. I wanted to get out of the Hollywood Hills. I wanted to be free of all of that. And I left home really young, like 14. And I was living in the streets and I met my husband, who was 20 years older than me, the heroin dealer. So I began doing heroin and got pregnant and had two beautiful children. We were married 12 years. It wasn't a great marriage. I was a battered wife. I mean, I have a lot of story. I was 26 when he passed of cancer of the colon. And I was sitting by his bedside 
when he took his last breath. Now, I didn't know it at the time, but his spirit literally left his body and went into mine. And I became the drug dealer. It was the 80s. And I was wearing men's suit coats and thinking I was a man. I mean, not that I was that. You know what I mean? I was just like this energy. I was definitely not possessed. You know, you wouldn't say possessed, but I definitely was stronger. I was different. You have to realize he had practically raised me and I had didn't know anything but him. So when he passed, I was really messed up. I'd like to say I had a nervous breakdown. I was in a very bad car accident and I lost custody of my children. They weren't with me, but they were at my mother's. And I was trying to get out of it by telling the police, my kids, my kids, I have to take my kids to school. And they said, well, where are your children? And I said, at my mother's. And I gave the address. And my mother said, of course, bless her heart. She has a 12-year drug history. Please help her. So they gave me child endangerment and uh, took my children. And that started a whole other realm of me, you know, being in the streets and going to jail and eventually ending up in prison. So I spent a year for drugs in prison. And throughout this whole time, I didn't know really that he was in my system or in my energy body, but I did dream about him all the time. There were terrible dreams, I was constantly dreaming about him. I could not really get released from that energy. I got my life together. I got pregnant again with my youngest and I got custody of my other kids back and turned my life around. But during that time, I went to see a psychic and the psychic said to me, so who's the dead person with you? And I said, oh my gosh, that's my husband. She said, well, I can't do anything about it other than I could put him in a room for six months, but I can't do anything about it. So I just thought, Wow, you know, six months of no dreams, six months I'm free, and many, many years passed. And in 2006, I had a liver biopsy that almost killed me. It was right after I had that healing and my mom transitioned. I was in ICU and I almost died. And I realized that was how my husband died. At the end, he bled through his liver. Everything just shut down. And I thought, this is it. I'll call that lady again. And sure enough, I called her and she's, oh, no, no, Mrs. Isabella, we must honor the dead. I said, you don't understand. Like, I can't. And uh, I said, but okay, you know, I'll try. You know, I have forgiven him and I had made peace. And, you know, it had been 20, 30 years. I had made peace and my children were, everyone was fine and living our lives and grandchildren and whatnot. And then she started doing her thing. She's shaking her rattle and she's, oh, oh. Oh, oh, yes, you're right. You know, he is in your, <laughs> yeah, I know. And I had this major extraction. I started throwing up and I was released. Now, I love my husband. I love that I have my children with him. I love my life with him. I don't have any regrets. I've had uh, channeled messages that him and my mom have made peace and he's doing very, very well. But I really believe that I, I had to have those two major experiences in order for me to do this work because I have physically had those experiences. You know, even though I was insecure in the beginning and didn't really believe what I was doing, I knew that was real. I knew because I had experienced it. That is a crazy story. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friends, is my Netflix original, which I am trying to produce. <laughs> I would watch it. So is there a reason why you were susceptible to that? Was it a lack of strength? Was it because you were going through hardships? Like, why was something able to inhabit your energy body? And if so, is there any way to protect ourselves or to create energetic boundaries? There are no victims, only volunteers. So the only way I could make peace with my past through the rapes through the uh, abuse, through the husband thing, was to realize in some way I chose it. I chose to have these experiences as a spiritual being on the planet, either to release old past life karma uh, or to understand human nature better. I really do not blame anyone or anything. This empowers me more than anything. That's number one. So what you're talking about with energetic boundaries, I really believe that as we begin to trust our intuition, as we begin to fall more in love with ourselves, 
as we stop thinking about what other people or caring about what other people think of us, I'm a good person. I, I do the best I can with what I know until I know better. And I know that about myself. And when you're solid in yourself and you don't let other people's opinion of you shake you, it creates an energetic boundary around you. I also use the golden light of the sun. So I physically, I mean, I, it's a physical thing for me. I know you might think it's etheric and woo woo, but I actually call in the light of the sun to create a golden light around me. And that energy field around me creates um, a vibration of total health and wellness. It doesn't allow me to absorb other people's energy. The other thing, now this is very deep and I teach this to my shaman students. The other thing is, this is really powerful. It is spiritually inappropriate for you to feel other people's feelings. Let me say that again. It is spiritually inappropriate and a bit codependent to absorb and feel other people's feelings. So when you begin to love yourself, care for yourself, make yourself the priority, and you notice you're with someone and they're projecting on you or you're taking on their stuff, you blow. This is their issue, not mine. I clean up my side of the street. I take care of my own energetic self and I make sure that I'm conscious in every moment. It is spiritually inappropriate for me to feel your feelings. Now, does that mean I'm less caring? No. Does that mean I'm not an empath? No, I'm still an empath, but I'm an empath that does not absorb other people and other people's feelings. Wow. No one's ever described it for me that way before. I've only in the last few years understood what the word empath means. I knew I've always been empathetic. And for a long time, I didn't always know which emotions belonged to me or which ones that I was just absorbing from other people. But sometimes the lines are blurred for me of when I am being an empathetic friend or just taking on the emotions of other people. But there's something freeing about it actually being spiritually inappropriate and not just for the sake of guarding my own emotions. What you do is hold space. So if you are so attached to your own divine line, the light that runs up and down the front of your spine, firmly attached, and you are attached to your own light and no one else's, when someone is talking to you and you care deeply, rather than saying, oh, I'm so sorry that's happening to you, you actually hold space and practice non-attachment. So you hold space for the person to shift. You practice non-attachment. You allow them to have their feelings. You say, of course, feel sad, feel bad, be upset, be angry, and then either give them good advice, help them to shift out of it, or allow them to stay in it. It's not your responsibility. That's the other people. I'm not responsible for everyone. I'm not responsible for the evolution of the planet. I'm not responsible for you healing. I'm just here to hold space and assist you in your healing. I mean, I'm just here to assist you. That's it. I'm not responsible for you. That was huge for me. Huge. I'm curious about your transition. After these major life experiences, you went from literally living on the streets and drug addiction to becoming a shaman. What were those steps in between? Oh, wow. Well, I had about a fifth grade education. I'd stopped learning and dropped out of school. So I had my Victoria in 1991, and I started taking classes at Orange Coast College, got my children back, did a lot of Narcotics Anonymous, 12-step, really just started being a good person, just started helping out and being parts of women's programs and getting scholarships and getting straight A's, things that I'd never in a million years would have ever thought I could do. And each thing led to a higher self-esteem. I just started feeding myself positive thoughts. I didn't really know anything about healing, per se, but I just started working on myself, you know, just journaled a lot. So I got my associate's degree, and then I moved to Fullerton, and I got my bachelor's degree. And I didn't get accepted to a master's program for about five years. And I worked. I just built myself up. 2002, I was accepted to the University of Idaho. And so I took my then 10-year-old daughter and moved to Moscow, Idaho, and uh, did the master's program there. And then that was where I was when all of this happened. So it was 2006. 
I was really stuck. Even though I'd done all those things, I still felt I needed to break up with the boyfriend I'd been with for a long time. And I, I needed the liver biopsy and knee surgeries. And I, I just needed to move forward. And I wasn't. For a whole year, I was really feeling very stuck. And that was about that year that my mom was trying to transition and couldn't. So I had that first healing where we broke a contract from a past life where we vowed to never leave each other's side. You know, it was really hard to break that contract because I love my mother so, so much. And I felt like I'll never see her again, you know, and something deep inside of me said, that's not true. You will see her again. And you both need this contract to be broken in order to move forward in your life. So I did it hard as it was. And um, everything moved pretty quickly after that. So I moved back to California and uh, started my shaman training program because, you know, after having that big of an awakening, it was like, uh, I'm sorry, what is shamanism? Where did you learn this? <laughs> and I started going to Peru. And then all of a sudden I was taking people to Peru and I was teaching it and paying attention to the unseen world, talking with the animals like Dr. Doolittle. And I have to say my big picture window in my home is open and there is a hawk that has been flying. I used to see hawks here all the time and I haven't seen them in a long time. And one just dove down and tried to get a bird that got away. And just now it flew across the sky again, which is a sign. So I look for signs in the animals, in the flowers, in the feathers that are on the ground. When you see 1111 or 222 or 333, I just say, thank you, angels, because I don't know why your show is touching me so much. It is. I'm so grateful. I'm just every day. And I'm far from perfect, but I do the best I can. And I take people on spiritual journeys. We're about to leave for Greece. And I take very small groups to very sacred places to sit and meditate and become one with themselves and the planet. I have little signs that I use also. Mine is a bumblebee because Melissa means honeybee. I also like repeating numbers and I also look for my birthday time. So I was born May 14th. So whenever it's 514, I, I call it out. But it's just like a little symbol that tells me I'm on the right path. What does that hawk represent to you? I Just that we are being supported in this radio show because even I get into the day-to-day -day and, and the struggle sometimes and think, is this real? Like, is, how is this real? How's this really happening? And I just got out, uh, well, a year ago, got out of a relationship with the same guy. I actually went, got back with him and, and uh, I just loved him so much because he was just so real, just so present, but not spiritual. And so when he came back and I was doing all this, he was just like, this is crazy, Isabella. Like, what are you doing? You know? And I just thought, but it's real. You don't understand. So, you know, I got kind of into his thinking. So spirit constantly shows me, no, he has to be that way because that's the only way you can live on the planet. And you continue to believe in the unseen world because we're here and we're sending you messages and we love you. You mentioned energy from a past life carrying over into this life. Some of us might be in a position where our lives right now might not look like we would want them to look. How do we know that that's energy from a past life affecting our current circumstances? I don't know that you would consciously know that that's a past life energy that you need to release. But what you do know for sure is what's going on in your current state of mind. What's going on in your current state of being. So if you really listen, and I'll go back to listening to your thoughts, if you really listen to how you think, what you think about yourself, what you say about yourself, that's really the beginning, just really starting there. And if you find that you're constantly negative or saying I'm fat, I can't do that, or you're using words like woulda, coulda, try, you know, all that old programming, if you're still stuck in that old paradigm and that old programming, then you know, you know, it's, it's probably time to get an energetic healing to find someone that you relate with and that you believe can help you get unstuck from that stuck mind. And, you know, we have like different levels of our evolution, right? So I was stuck in that horrible story and then 
I moved into this beautiful story, but I was even stuck in that beautiful story. And now I moved into the shamanism and it's been 10 years. And now I'm stuck in the, you haven't written the book yet, but I did get the cards made. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, haven't done. You know what I'm saying? We're human. We're going to have those, but it's how you can catch it. Like I catch myself right away when I start to judge myself or put myself down. And I say, oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. We're right where we're supposed to be. The book could not have gotten written any sooner. The movie could not have gotten got made any faster. The whatever it is, it's going to happen. And I feel that something great is right around the corner. And as long as I feel like something great is right around the corner, I'm always going to be good. But when I go into darkness and despair, forget it. Forget about it. So I'm done. I'm done. I might as well be dead. When I manifested my house, I started 15 years. So 25 years ago, I was manifesting the house I live in today. So it took me 15 years to get this house. So just because you're trying to manifest and you're making your dream boards and you're working on creating your reality and it's not happening and it's not happening and it's not happening. If you sit in the it's not happening, it's never going to happen. But if you trust and believe that that hawk that just showed up is guiding you and get on the back of its wings and look down on your life and focus on that which is good. Spirit has a much better plan. This house is much better than anything I could have ever dreamed of. Do you have any final message that you think is just really important that our listeners know? Just remembering that life is beautiful, that you are connected to the trees, that you are made up of the same energy as the planet. If you look at the earth's core energy, iron, sulfate, magnesium, all the minerals, all the things that are in the earth is in your blood. And if you focus on that and focus on the light and the stars and the sun's energetic, beautiful rays and just how beautiful and divine you are coming full circle to when you cut yourself, the skin grows automatically. When you're in a problem, get outside of the box, release, get out of the confines of your mind and trust Trust the universe has your back. Trust that you're divinely guided and absolutely protected at all times. Trust yourself more than anything. You word things so beautifully that it just puts this visual into my mind and really helps it stick. So thank you for that. I will be linking to your website as well as your good vibes deck in the show notes at mindlove.com slash 026. Is there anywhere else you'd like to send listeners to connect with you? If you can get on Isabella Stoloff on Facebook or Shaman Isabel Stoloff. I do a live feed as often as I can, and I will be touring Europe, England, Greece, and Egypt this year, which is 2018, prepping for the Egypt 2020 trip. YouTube Isabella Stoloff. There are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of videos on YouTube. So there's a lot of information out there and a lot of free healing that people can get. I work on Skype or FaceTime or FaceChat on Facebook. So there's many ways to connect with me all over the world. Sometimes it's so easy to look at our situation and just wonder why this is happening to us. And then we hear a story of someone else who might have it a little bit worse than us, living on the streets, addicted to drugs, losing your kids, and still being able to not only find the light at the end of the tunnel, but pull people through that tunnel with them. You can find all the links mentioned in this episode at mindlove.com slash 026. Don't forget to hit subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. If you're on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, please leave a review. It really helps the growth of the show. Or if you're out and about, just text the word morning to 33777. That's morning to 33777. And if you're on CastBox, join the conversation in the comments. I try to reply to each and every one of those, and I love hearing what you guys have to say. Thanks for giving your mind a little love today, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into your higher frequency with Mind Love. Head to mindlove.com for a free gift to keep your vibes up until next week.